Welcome to the CEO Story, brought to you by KC Johan, founder of Together CFO, where every week we're interviewing the top CEOs in various industries, sharing their journey and extracting the top things that made them successful. Hey, good morning, guys. We have a fantastic guest for the sh- on the show today on the CFO podcast. We've got Preston Geating from uh, Packform, co-founder of Packform. So Preston, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Casey. It's great to be on. Uh, myself, I'm a, I'm a longtime packaging member. So I've been in the industry for sort of 18 years and I uh, was with a big public company for, uh, for most of it. And uh, just kind of went through the rank, started at the bottom as an intern directly out of college, worked my way up to sales, then to executive leadership. And, and after a while, just kind of got bored and thought there must be something better, something else out there and decided to, to flip the switch and be an entrepreneur and uh, started a competing packaging business called Packform, which, uh, which we're doing very, very well, growing very quickly Fantastic. and uh, still in the packaging space. I love it. So what made yeah. you initially go into packaging? What was the thought coming out of university that I want to go into packaging? Uh, honestly, it was the internship that I had in, in university and it was a great option in business when I graduated and they, they offered me a position to to try full-time sales. So it was, it was kind of my best and only option, as exciting as that sounds. Because you had some time over in London, right, while you were at university? I did, yeah. I did a semester abroad in London, studied at uh, Metropolitan University over there, and got my feet wet on sort of international business, which was my major. Uh, what main differences did you see between the UK and America while you were at that phase of life? Yeah, you know, uh, in the UK system, I love it. The school was sort of... Uh, middle of the week, and they really encourage you to go out, see things, do things, travel, experience uh, the world in that, in, that, in that standpoint. And then, uh, whereas in America, it's much more just in the classroom learning that way. So I, I really enjoyed that in the UK system, just getting out and seeing seeing all of Europe and studying that way too. Fantastic. So then let's fast forward into kind of your corporate role where you started from the bottom, put in the yeah. time and the effort and work your way through the top. What were some of the key points that helped you succeed so quickly at such a huge company. Yeah, yeah, I would say for, for me, I just, uh, when I started doing it, I decided I was, you know, I was probably at least as smart as the other people in the room uh, and certainly capable. So I thought if I'm as smart as they are, capable enough, then if I just work really, really hard because I'm young and I have a lot of energy and there's no reason why I can't be successful at this. And that's, that's really what I did. I just put my head down, worked extremely hard. And, uh, and then before I knew it, I was already risen to the top and, and doing what I did. And then did you have any mentors along the way or did anyone kind of take you in and was there any like golden moments that helped you really succeed? Because sales is such a tough avenue to be in, especially in packaging sales where it's like you're competing against people that have been there and done that a lot more years than you with a lot more experience. And you're a young, fresh kid coming in. What was kind of the differentiators for you? Yeah, I had plenty of mentors along the way. The, uh, the, person that started the business that eventually got sold out on Twitter. Uh, he was a mentor uh, for me, even though he wasn't alive when I joined the business, just kind of the, uh, the residual effect of what he did. His name was Mr. Landsberg was uh, very, very uh, beneficial for me to shape a lot of what I did, how you acted. Uh, and, uh, and then also dealing in sales with so many different businesses. I got to see so many great CEOs and so many not great CEOs and owners. And, uh, and so they mentored me a bunch. So, you know, in addition to dealing with their business and helping with packaging, whatever, I would also want to pick their brain on how they, how they built their business, what they did, how they operate, and they kind of helped shape me and guide me along the way. So you kind of always had that curiosity to, uh, 
to learn more and, and push on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So the packaging was, uh, was, a, was a, a means to make a living. The rest of it, I just loved, you know, getting to know people and learning about business and understanding how to build businesses. And I knew eventually I'd want to do my own. That's fantastic. So let's fast forward 16 plus years while you're in this big corporate company. Um, then how, tell us the story about starting your own business. Yeah. So, I mean, I circled it for a long time trying to figure out, you know, when, when would I exit? What would I do? It was hard because I was walking away from a, from, you know, a nice, nice income and yeah. uh, that I worked my whole career to build up. No, the feeling and, uh, I did exactly the same thing myself. So uh, hard, man. Yeah. But that hence probably the 16 years, right? It took a while and really looking at it and making sure I made a smart decision for my family. But I, uh, I met up with my, with my current business partner, Phil, in platform at a, at a conference. So there's a global conference in Australia. And Phil was one of the keynote speakers. And he, he was speaking on disruption and uh, just how he disrupts industries. He's built 15 businesses, uh, turns them upside down with technology, and then, uh, and then just makes it better, faster, cheaper. When he was talking, it's like the light switch just went off for me where I really just, I really loved it. So I was listening to everything he had to say. After he was done, he and I developed a personal friendship. And then, uh, and then from there, we just started taking it, talking about concepts. What would this look like? How can we disrupt? And this is all new to me. So I was just, I was just soaking it all in. And then eventually knew that, you know, it's, it's time to do this. So we've talked enough about doing it. Let's actually do it. So that was a big moment in your life. Like you said, it took you many years to get to that point. And I think a big part of that is Phil, is meeting the right co-founder. I think a lot of the people listening will kind of be in that space where they may be very passionate or have a lot of knowledge about a certain industry or, or service that they provide, but they don't always have the team around them in order to, to kind of, the way I see a business is circular and you need lots of different facets in order to get that perfect roundness so what, what skills did Phil have or your co-founder have in this scenario that, that you didn't have as much and vice yeah. versa as well because it works both ways? 100%, yeah. So Phil's sort of 20 years older than I am. So he has experience uh, that I don't have. So he started a, a bunch of businesses. Uh, his, his first one was a huge success and then the rest were all successes. So he brought that experience of just how to build businesses, you know, I'm sure made a lot of mistakes along the way, but really knew how to, how to build them, grow them, sell them, take them public, and, uh, and then go on to the next. So it's, for him, it's a, whole, it's a whole process. He's really uh, fine-tuning over time. Now, in packaging, he doesn't know anything about packaging. Not a clue. So that, that was my uh, contribution to the, to the team. Right? So he brought the kind of experience building businesses. I brought the packaging intel, and this is how the industry works. This is what we uh, can do, and this is what will be challenging, and so on and so forth. But together, it was a pretty good dynamic to, uh, to work. Yeah, I find, I find that's really often a very strong balance where one partner has really good industry knowledge and the other has either the experience of the framework of building businesses or a lot of the companies that we deal with are tech companies. So one person's the CTO, the technical type person that's building whatever platform it is, and the other person is a sales, marketing, or operations person. So, yeah. so that... That sounds like a really good mix. So let's talk a little bit more about PackForm because since starting it, you've, like you mentioned briefly, you've accelerated growth really quickly. What have been some of the factors that have led you to, to go, I think, what, 30 plus on headcount already? Yeah, yeah, well, well north of that. We're doing great, adding, uh, adding team members every day, growing every day, even despite the COVID environment and everything that we're in, we're still growing like crazy. 
So how do you do that? A lot of the people listening, you know, uh, a lot of people have the ideas and they think, oh, I can never scale it or how do I scale it best? What are some of the things that you've implemented and used to help you go from just you and your co-founder to now having an army of people uh, and crushing it really with your company? Yeah, yeah. I, I think especially being a technology business, it's, it's completing the build, but building it not for what we're doing right now, the business we're transacting, but where we want to be in six months, a year, five years. So you're building to that scale. So every, every advancement you make, you're not just building to handle the business you have, but the business you want. And so I've really seen that as we built the framework that we just, we built it to be a big company. So he's very forward thinking in that regard and you kind of trying to innovate an industry that's been stagnant for a while from what I gather. hundred percent. Yeah. That was, that was our whole model going in is just to, to bring, bring packaging up to the speed of everybody else. So let's touch on that for a second. Cause I find it, I'm a, I'm a big tech guy, as you know, <clears throat> but in terms of, thinking so big that you can fully revolutionize an industry and then compete with billion dollar companies, which is effectively what, what you're doing with building your platform. Mm -hmm. uh, what are kind of some of the bigger blocks that go into creating that? Yeah, there, there's plenty of them. Uh, I, I would say first block are the incumbents, right? The companies that have their billion dollar stake in the ground and they want to make sure that they don't, uh, they don't lose any traction. Uh, I know the competitors all really well, the landscape really well. In general, they're doing you know little to innovate, but they want to kind of protect their patch and make sure it doesn't doesn't while not reinvesting a bunch into the business. Uh, so it's getting kind of through those obstacles and figuring out how to maneuver basically you know better, faster, cheaper than they do, which uh, which is has been successful for us. And then also retraining the market. So we're you know we're very uh, supplier heavy. So that's a big part of our business is getting it just a supply chain. And you have to get all these suppliers and funnel them onto the same system, use a new technology, adapt to it. They're just not used to doing it. So it, it's just that constant explanation of benefits. There's a lot of trade management involved then. Tons, yeah. Tons of supplier management and just, just getting, them, getting them to use it. So what are some of the key things that you can really, when you boil it down, it's a lot of training, retraining, negotiating with people in terms of getting them to do something that they're probably not used to doing or really want to do. Yeah. How do you get them to come around to your frame of mind? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's repetition, right? So getting them to use it because they may know me from the industry or what have you. And then, and then really showing them the benefits of how to use it, making the system super easy. So it's, it's like any of the great websites you'd be on today where it's least amount of clicks, very easy. And then once they do it and they get away from kind of the comfort of email, and using a platform, then they see just how, how easy it is, how, how such a low cost of sale channel we are. And, uh, and it's just a really easy way to build their business. It's typically, once we get them on and they do it a few times, then they love it. Then they're, then they're well, let me just reframe that then a little bit. So yeah. what I'm hearing is get them to understand the true benefits of it. And that ultimately, it's going to benefit them because it's going to make their lives and workloads a lot easier as well as saving them and the company's money along the way. So it's going to promote them and say to their bosses, give them something to brag about and say, hey, we ended up saving X amount of dollars, doing it this way, time, effort, energy, and everything that goes with it. Exactly. Or even better, they, they can say they increase their revenue while adding zero resources. So for them, that's huge. They don't have to add bodies to manage the platform account. Yeah, and we're talking millions of dollars here as well. So yeah. it, it's, uh, it's a significant amount of savings just from one switch in technology effectively. Exactly. 
exactly. kind of the Amazon of the packaging world. That's it. That's what we're building. Yeah, it's a marketplace for everything. I love it. Fantastic. So if we kind of rewind a little bit, because we did touch on the fact that your co-founder was in Australia, how have you found working in different countries, time zones, and how has that hindered or benefited your business and being kind of a global company? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been great for our business because in operating out of now five countries, we basically operate around the clock. So, you know, the Australia to U.S. time zone, typically it will start to connect sort of two hours before now. So in sort of mid-afternoon and then uh, and then we'll run into my evening and then we'll kind of hand off the business to them through the latter part of the evening and they'll continue to run it. So it, it allows us to operate just around the clock all the way. And, you know, with technology advancements like Zoom, you know, anything like that, it just makes it super easy. So you're basically sitting in the same room, communicating the same way, seeing the same people operating all over the world. And, you know, the relationship you have with your co-founder is, is very strong. If, if there was someone out there listening and they wanted to find a good co-founder for their business or their concept, what are some of the tips or tricks you would suggest for, to them? Yeah, well, what I'd suggest is exactly what Phil did for me when he was kind of seeking out if he wanted to come out of retirement and, you know, next partner. He, uh, what he always does, it's the same process as he meets the, uh, he meets the spouse. So, he, you know, he and I got to develop a great friendship. We're all, you know, different sides of the world from each other. He travels quite a bit. So when he was in L.A., we went out and he really, uh, with, with the two couples, so his wife and, and then my wife, and uh, going into it, I didn't know what to expect. But it was almost like an interview of my wife to see if it's a good fit for the business because he really wanted to understand how does she operate? Is she supporting me 100%, especially with this big change in lifestyle? So I would really recommend to, you know, entrepreneurs that are thinking about doing it, the partner. Just really get to know that person's situation, who's backing them, what they're all about, because that's really what it boils down. And then where would you recommend that the, they find that ideal person? I know you met Phil at a conference that he was speaking at. Um, yeah. but that might not always be the case if someone's at a Gary Vee conference. It's very unlikely yeah. that he's going to be partnering up with someone randomly. What, what other suggestions do you have? Yeah, you know, I, I've always made a point in, in Phil, he, he happened to be the right partner at the right time in my life and, and everything. But I've always made a point just to always get to know interesting. But anything that I do, if it's, you know, meeting with clients and getting to know the owners or at social events or whatever, I always try to find the interesting people, make contact, stay in touch, just because it's good to have those people in your life. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, you can always learn something. That, that's, you know, it'll, it'll happen by chance when it's meant to happen. But I would say just surround yourself with interesting people. Surround yourself with interest in people and good things will happen. I, I like that. that that's, a, that's a good point to write down there. So, okay. So as we kind of go back into looking at PackForm and it's scaling drastically across different continents, uh, how have you figured out which areas to dedicate the resources to first? So obviously money isn't uh, growing on trees here. So as you're scaling a company so quickly, um, how do you, what's your decision-making process on allocating funds into operations versus finance, marketing, or sales, or wherever else is needed in the company? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it changes constantly. So, you know, like any startup, it's, it's going to be just this constant shift of kind of where the resources are needed. And you don't have unlimited resources. So you have to be really wise about it. But like, uh, you know, a lot of startups, everybody wears different hats. So, you have these people that can do, you know, many, many different functions. 
And then you just funnel people into the right channel when you need it. If it's, you know, additional focus on AR or AP or if it's focus on, uh, you know, operations or sales or what have you, then we're just constantly moving people around. And, you know, luckily for us, we have team members that are willing to do anything because they're all invested in the business. They want to see it be a huge success. that already is. And uh, they'll, they'll do any job. doesn't matter, myself included. See, I think that kind of segues into the next point I wanted to get to, which is culture of the organization and really building a winning culture and a successful culture, which touches on servant leadership, right? And what you just said there is you're willing to do it from the top. So that kind of perpetuates the same motion that, hey, if, if this is what the leadership team is doing here, then uh, I should do it as well. So how do you go about finding those that talent that will emulate what you're already personifying in the business? Yeah, yeah. So th- that's an interview process in itself is finding the right people because not everybody's cut for the you know the life of a startup or the life of an entrepreneur. It's, oh, it's uh, tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah, right. And especially when people are moving from the corporate environment to the to the startup environment, it's totally different. So. There's, there's a lot of people that we that we talk to that think they might be a good fit for the business, but at the end of the day, the you know the the pleasure they get out of bonuses and and expense lunches and all that sort of stuff that exists in a corporate world and doesn't in an entrepreneurial world, it just wasn't a good fit. So you find the right people that are they're doing it because they have passion and they want to they want to be part of something that's going to be new and fresh, and growing, as opposed to stay with something that is just kind of always. Yeah, I think uh, I think that you made a really good point there. It's something that's bigger than any one individual, right? You're in this together. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Really like that. So then in terms of a technology stack, as you're a tech company, uh, what are some of the key softwares and other programs that you guys use to keep communication solid and keep everyone on pulling in the same direction? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we built everything internal. So it's all built by our by our developers. Cool. So we, we have a whole communication system built into our technology. So and it's like a it's like a WhatsApp, Telegram, or whatever. So all the information flows throughout it, but it keeps it all tagged to, to orders or to items or whatever it is. But as a company, uh, one thing that makes us pretty unique is we we have email addresses, but we really don't use them. So everything flows if it's not through our system, it all runs through Telegram, and we create group chats and channels, or we use Trello to create developer developer uh, boards. But uh, we don't use email because email just continues to get more and more difficult. It takes up more and more time. You have people copied on top of copy on top of copy. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it's not an uncommon trend, especially, you know, we deal with hundreds of businesses, uh, mainly like small to medium size. And it's getting that way across the board where email is just getting lost form of communication and people just can't keep up with it. So CRMs and ERPs are kind of having to do a lot more heavy lifting in, in the communication world. And, you know, programs similar to yourselves or Slack and Trello, like you mentioned, uh, they kind of play a big role in keeping information flowing quickly, right? Yeah. Great. Okay, so what? how could people reach out to you if they wanted to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, our website is www.packform.io and you'll see I'm up there as well as my partner, Phil. And that's uh, uh, probably the easiest way to connect with me and the uh, email address is all up there or LinkedIn. If you search, you'll find me on LinkedIn pretty easily. My name's unique. So there's not a lot of me on there. Fantastic. And we'll put the link just down below here so you can reach out to Packform 
and to Preston quite quickly. Preston, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. It's been yeah, fantastic absolutely. hearing how you've grown a company, left corporate America, created a global brand so in such a short space of time. We wish you all the success. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. Have a good day.